Now, I said defeats, but Joseph was never defeated. Joseph was circumstantially put into some bad places. When we left Joseph, he was lifted up out of the pit, sold into slavery by his brothers, the Ishmaelites. They bought him, and they took him off to Egypt for 20 pieces of silver. We're going to pick up in Genesis 39.1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain, head of the guard, captain of the guard, very important man, very important position, he protects Pharaoh. He bought Joseph, and Joseph lived in the house of Pharaoh's captain of the guard. Abraham is now long gone. Isaac is gone. So the two men that might have known this Pharaoh, the two men that have interacted with Pharaohs in the past, they're gone. Joseph is on his own. Well, not really. Because he has God, and God's with him. Joseph's never on his own because God is with Joseph. Genesis 39.3 And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house. All that he had, all that Potiphar had, he put under Joseph's control. Potiphar saw that God was with Joseph, and that God prospered Joseph. The same way that Abimelech saw that God prospered Abraham, God prospered Isaac. The same thing Laban saw in Jacob, and now Potiphar sees it in Joseph. Yet not only does he see the favor of God and the prospering hand of God, but Potiphar goes the extra, extra step, puts Joseph in charge of absolutely everything he owned, that he might be even more blessed. He saw a good young manager. He uses that manager to make himself even better than he already was. That's what we call a very smart man. Genesis 39.5 And it came to pass from the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. He left all that he had in Joseph's hand. He knew not aught he had, save the bread which he did eat. Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. The Lord blessed Potiphar and all his household because of Joseph. Not only did he bless the house and the people in the house, but all that the owner of the property had, the fields, the servants, everything was blessed because of Joseph. Everything. Potiphar trusted Joseph so much, he saw Joseph prosper. 
He saw how much God blessed him. He saw Jake, or Joseph was a good man, trustworthy. Not only did he trust Joseph so much, he did not even ask for an accounting of what he had. He didn't even know how much money or property or livestock he had. He let Joseph run it all, and all he knew, Potiphar, he knew he had food. He knew he had his needs met. And that was all he knew about his business, about his household. He gave all the rest of it to Joseph. He had enough going on being in Pharaoh's uh, employee. He found a good young manager, set that guy over everything, and he prospered. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. Now we know when he was put into the pit, he was 17 years old. We're going to go a couple of years, say maybe 22 Conjecture, I don't know for a fact. We're going to say about 22. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wadeth not what is with me in the house. He hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her, to lie by her, or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time, that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. A young man of about 22, and the lady of the house, saw a successful, good-looking kid, and she wanted to corrupt him. Joseph, to his credit, was having none of that. Flat out told her, I'm not ruining all that I have, all that God has put me over, all that I have been blessed with. I will not ruin your husband's trust for a moment with you. But then Joseph made a mistake. He went alone into a place where there were no witnesses. He did nothing wrong, yet he is going to be blamed for what happens next. A woman scorned ruins his life. Genesis 39, 12. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. He left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. So let's assume she grabbed him by the jacket. He took his arms out of that jacket and he ran. And it came to pass, when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, now she's upset that he ran away from her instead of just taking a moment to be with her. He ran good, he ran hard. Uh, she called unto the men of the house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass, when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me, fled, and got him out. Joseph's not there defending himself. In fact, he's got nothing to defend himself with. He looks guilty. She laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. She spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant, which thou hast brought unto us, came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass, as I lifted up my voice and cried, 
that he left his garment with me and fled out. It came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him, put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. Captain of the guard, captain of the prison. Captain of the guard, a man of power. The lady tried to get the young man to come in under her. The young man ran, left his coat in her hands, and ran. She is now embittered. She is now hurt. She is now going to ruin him and save her reputation just in case anybody was watching. The lady has lied. Her husband, an honest man, a trustworthy man, he believed her. After all, she is she she was his wife, and Joseph was a foreigner. There were no cameras in the day for Joseph to point to. There were no witnesses around for Joseph to point to. There's merely his garment in the wife of his lord's or in the hands of his uh, lord's wife. He looks guilty. He wasn't there to defend his case, and frankly, even if he was, he had no defense. It was her word against his. Who are they going to believe? To Potiphar, it must, have looked, it must have looked as if they gave a young kid some power. It went to his head, and he was trying to replace Potiphar himself. Oh, what a tangled web she wove. Genesis 39, 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. The Lord was with Joseph, showed him mercy, and gave him favor in the sight of the jailer. The keeper of the prison saw, as did Potiphar, that Joseph was a good manager, knew how to run things, and put him into a position where everything would be under Joseph's purview, less for him to do. I mean, in the prison, I don't know what else there is to do, but... He saw a good young manager, put him in position, and everything Joseph did was made to prosper. Now, here comes the question. We might ask, well, if God showed mercy, he would have kept Joseph from the prison. Because it says when he was in prison that God showed him mercy. Well, why didn't God show him mercy and keep him from the pit? Why didn't Joseph, or God show Joseph mercy and keep him from the prison? Why didn't he show mercy and keep him from the lady's accusations? There was a plan. Joseph had to go through this that he might come out stronger, better able to rise up to the tasks to come. He had to be in the position he was in to be in the position God wanted him in. You see, Joseph's place was not in the pit. Joseph's place was not in the house of Potiphar. 
Joseph's place was not in the prison, but Joseph had to sojourn there to get ready for the place God wanted him in. Just remember that God sees everything. What you're going through right now may not be your place. It might be, just be a sojourn while God's getting your place ready for you. God might be even making you ready for a place, just as he is making the place ready for you. He was using these things to hone Joseph's management skills. Getting Joseph ready for the place that he was getting ready for Joseph. Do not underestimate God. He knows when you are ready. He knows what you need. And he knows what you have to go through to get where he wants you to be, not where you think you ought to be. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Joseph trusted in God. Joseph worked hard no matter whether he was in Potiphar's household or he was in the prison. He worked hard and he made them better places because of him. God blessed him because of his hard work, his faithful testimony. God blessed him while he was in these positions, but they were not the places Joseph was supposed to end up. They were stepping stones. We quote, trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. We quote it all the time, yet we seldom seem to fully understand it. Here in this section of Joseph, we see this very verse in action. Trust in the Lord, lean not unto thine own understanding. But yet even seen in action, we still don't apply it to ourselves. Why not? Because it's not going like we want it to, how we think it should. So we try to understand what is going on in our way, in our eyes, in our thinking, in our plans, in our way of doing things. As we can see, God had a plan. Joseph had to go through some tough times. He did. He had to go through a pit. He had to go through a prison. He had to go through false accusations. But God was with him. And when Joseph came out on the other side, it was even better than Joseph could ever imagine. God has a plan. Lean not into your own understanding. Trust in God. Be faithful where you're at. Be faithful with what you're doing. God will prosper if you're where he told you to be, not where you want to be, but where he told you he wants you to be, he will prosper. He will bless you. may not be the place that's your final destination, but it's the place he wants you in to get you ready for the next. If that's the case, stay faithful.